Another podcast from St. John's Riverside Hospital. It's the Riverside Radio HealthCast. Here's Melanie Cole. Being seriously overweight can lead to life-threatening medical conditions such as severe diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, and so much more. There are many options, both surgical and non-surgical, to help you live a healthier life. My guest today is Dr. Jonathan Arad. He's a board-certified general surgeon specializing in bariatric surgery at St. John's Riverside Hospital. Dr. Arad, let's start with some non-surgical options. If somebody is considered severely overweight or obese, tell us what that looks like. What does that even mean to be obese? What are we talking about as far as BMI and what are some solutions they can try that do not involve surgery to begin with? Sure. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, you know, weight loss is a uh, very uh, common a problem that now exists. And the classification of obesity, like you mentioned, is all based on BMI or body mass index. A body mass index of 40 or above is generally considered morbidly obese, or a BMI of 35 with one of the comorbidities, as you mentioned before. Uh, these typically include either diabetes, coronary artery disease, sleep apnea, uh, high blood pressure, amongst other uh, medical problems. Um, at those, at those uh, BMI levels, um, patients are at increased risk for uh, those comorbidities if they don't have them already or worsening of them. Uh, some of the things non-surgical that people uh, can do and that we do recommend are high-protein diets, uh, low-carb diets. Uh, some of these already exist on the market. Um, there do exist programs such as Weight Watchers, Atkins, things of that nature, um, there are other uh, uh, essential components to it, as well as um, uh, high levels of, of exercise, uh, which we also encourage as well. So where does somebody get good quality information, Dr. Arad? Because when they're going to try these high-protein or Atkins or Weight Watchers, they don't know what to believe or how it will work or what What do you want them to know about sorting through the information? Because it can be very confusing reading labels and trying to understand sodium versus sugar versus fats versus protein. What do you want them to know about sort of clearing up some of that confusion? Well, I agree with you. It's very confusing. And that's why what we recommend is we work very closely uh, with nutritionists in our program that will go step-by-step step through all of those um, all of those components uh, that exist, such as sodium, sugar, as you've mentioned. Um, it's very hard to differentiate. There's a lot of uh, products out there. Uh, some are so, so-called organic, some are so-called low-fat or low-sodium, but it's very hard to read in between the lines. And honestly, the best way to do it is to sit down um, with one of our nutritionists and really go through it step by step. If someone has tried many of these things, diet and exercise, and none of them have worked, and someone has that BMI, as you've discussed, and is severely obese, who should consider bariatric surgery? Are there certain parameters to consider bariatrics, and who can qualify? So the parameters for bariatric surgery are all based on BMI. So anybody with a BMI of 40 or above or 35 with one of the respective comorbidities uh, as I mentioned before, do qualify for surgery. There are other requirements, um, and we have a very detailed program. Uh, you do have to see your primary care physician, have a six-month wait 
uh, history. You have to see a cardiologist, a pulmonologist, a nutritionist as part of the program, as well as a mental health professional. These are all required by all insurances, uh, and this is so that every single patient not only gets a detailed approach to their weight loss, but also understands the change in lifestyle. Now, once they do meet criteria, the main surgical options that exist uh, that I perform are what's called the vertical sleeve gastrectomy, commonly referred to as sleeves, as well as the lap bands, which is typically referred to as the band. These can be done laparoscopically through very small incisions or even robotically at St. John's, where I'm the chief of robotic surgery uh, at that hospital. Tell us about those kinds of procedures. What are the benefits and what are they like for a patient to go through the gastric sleeve? Explain that procedure for us. Sure. So the gastric sleeve is a procedure that takes about an hour. Um, There's five very small incisions that are made in the abdomen. Uh, The stomach is uh, identified, freed from its surrounding structure. There's then a tube, a banana-shaped tube that goes into uh, the mouth while the patient's sleeping, and the stomach is stapled along that tube, leaving almost a banana-shaped stomach. Uh, What this does is it not only allows for restriction, meaning that the patient cannot eat as much, but it also removes a portion of the stomach called the fundus, which has one of the main hunger hormones called ghrelin. By doing so, patients usually have what's called early satiety, which means that they're less hungry. They have less of an urge to um, go and raid the fridge, for example. So there's much more control associated with the sleeve. Um, Patients, again, are usually in the hospital for a night or two, uh, and then the recovery is really like any other abdominal surgery, such as a gallbladder or an appendix. Usually, uh, they're back to work either that week or the week after. The gastric band is a same-day procedure, and again, it is done laparoscopically as well. The band is a bioprosthetic device, uh, which means that it is a foreign body that goes around the stomach, which is very safe. It's supposed to uh, be in the body for the patient's lifetime. Uh, And what happens is the band goes around the top part of the stomach, almost like a belt, and the tubing attached to it gets secured to a port, which is sutured to the abdominal wall. By filling sterile saline up that tube, the inner tubing of the band either gets tighter or looser, depending on whether you put fluid in or out, and that causes a restriction, either allowing the patient to eat less or more as desired. Are either of these procedures reversible, doctor? The sleeve is not reversible, um, and that is one of the reasons that it, is, it works so well. Uh, The band is reversible, although we try to explain to people that the way that they should think about it is that it is a procedure that is meant for their lifetime. However, if they are having problems with the band, it is able to be removed. What would you like people to know in advance of either of these procedures? As you said, they should go into it not thinking that this is something that they can reverse. But would you like them, because you mentioned all of the different counselors that they have to see, would you like them to be exercising? Would you like them to be trying to lose weight? What do they have to know before they make this big decision? Sure. So again, this is a change of lifestyle decision. This is going to be something that we want the patients to understand that this is going to be a change in the way that they approach their life. We do want them and we need them to continuously 
exercise and have a healthy diet plan with a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet, which we do assist with. Um, the surgeries are highly, highly effective. People usually lose about 65% of their excess weight loss um, over approximately a two-year period. However, what we do try to make patients understand is that it's not a miracle. It's a tool. And when used appropriately, it's a very, very effective tool. However, if patients do not adhere to an exercise program and a healthy style, healthy, excuse me, healthy lifestyle and diet, then they will not get the results that they're seeking. And what is life like for them afterwards? Are they able to go out to restaurants? Are they now just only able to eat a smaller amount? Do they still need to read labels? What is life like? So life is a little bit different, obviously. Um, But the whole point of the procedure, uh, which I try to explain, is to make the person overall healthier. Um, It is a weight loss procedure, and it obviously has its cosmetic benefit, but the whole point of the procedure is to alleviate some of the comorbidities, such as diabetes or high blood pressure, sleep apnea, that are very, very, um, can, ha- can carry a very high risk to someone's uh, future. Um, it is important to read labels, um, as it is for all of us. Uh, there is a little bit of a change in how people do eat. There's going to be smaller, more frequent meals. Um, patients will get full faster. Um, However, they're more satisfied. They don't have that urge, again, to eat these large meals. So there's not as much of a craving. Uh, Patients are very, very satisfied with the results. Uh, They generally are not thinking about that next meal or, or, you know, eating a full plate. They actually adjust pretty quickly. And most patients are extremely happy with the results afterwards. Tell us about your team at St. John's Riverside Hospital and why people should consider coming there when they are really interested in weight loss. So we have a comprehensive uh, weight program. We offer everything uh, like we spoke about from non-surgical to surgical options. Um, We've been doing this for a while now. Um, We have the entire program down packed to uh, the nutritionist, to the mental health professional, to everything that people uh, need. We try to offer um, a one-stop shop so people uh, can come and get all their clearances at once to make it a uh, much more enjoyable experience to get to surgery. Um, And the team at St. John's Hospital, uh, again, is very, very effective Uh, The nursing team and the staff that works in the hospital has been trained to take care of bariatric patients uh, in particular, and so they're very, very well-versed in not just the surgical part of it and the operating room component, but also the aftercare as well. Uh, My team also um, is very, very well-prepared to handle any issues or any concerns uh, during the process, and we try to make it as comfortable for the patient as possible. And now your best advice. With a wrap-up, please, Dr. Arad, what you want people to know when considering a life-changing procedure, such as bariatric surgery, what do you want them to know about weight loss, healthy lifestyle, prevention if possible, and bariatrics? I want people to understand that weight loss and especially morbid obesity, are, are 
big concerns, especially uh, in today's age, that there are options, there are very successful and effective options out there um, that they don't have to be alone. There's plenty of support um, and that we can offer the latest technology, including robotics, including endoscopic approaches for weight loss after bypass surgeries, which is called the overstitch, uh, that they don't have to um, be afraid. The, the technology has come so far that, again, the procedures are very quick. Uh, patients are in the hospital only for a short amount of time, and uh, the results are very effective. And we can really reverse a lot of these serious comorbidities um, with the latest uh, technology and approaches. Thank you so much, Dr. Arad, for being with us today, for sharing your expertise when it's such an important topic and so many obese people with the obesity epidemic going on in this country. What a great, great job and profession that you're in today. Thank you again for being with us. You're listening to Riverside Radio HealthCast with St. John's Riverside Hospital. For more information on weight loss, both surgical and non-surgical, please visit RiversideHealth.org. That's RiversideHealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.